Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Erin Barton. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Today's topic is Realtors Give Back. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Laura. It's great to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you at all recently. There has been a lot of travel involved. There has. And you know, recently I um, heard that there are some people that think our banter is too nerdy. However, I love being a nerd. I mean, I've got that bad pun sense of humor. Yes, you do. do. You have dad humor. I do. And I'm not a dad. So that makes it even worse. And, you know, dads always have bad jokes at the holidays. That's when you get to hear all of them, right? That is true. So as we uh, really kick off the holidays... That was a nice segue. Thank you. I was, I was working on it. Uh, as we really kick off the holiday season with Thanksgiving on Thursday, we thought this Giving Tuesday would be a great opportunity to discuss realtors and charitable giving. We see how realtors value their communities and support local and national charities. So, Erin, why don't you tell us a little bit more? Well, I think we say it time and time again, but realtors are a fantastic group of motivated people who engage the community around them. It's not surprising that most realtors are engaged in their community with local charitable causes, either by donating their time or making regular financial donations. Or other donations, like food banks and things like that. Exactly. Although we know you all take on these engagements out of the goodness of your heart, there are absolutely benefits to engaging in the community around you. The real estate industry is obviously a referral-based industry, and being known in the community can certainly help your business, both from potential clients and from other agents. And that's known in a good way and not a bad way. Absolutely. And that's not to say the only reason to engage in these practices is to boost your business. The best charity truly comes from just a place of giving. Absolutely. So even as you engage in these charitable endeavors, you need to remember that once you are a real estate licensee, you can never really take that hat off. You might change the kind of hat it is depending on the time of year, but once you're a licensee, you're always going to be a licensee. So you're always going to be bound by the Virginia rules and regulations. And as realtors, you're going to be bound by the code of ethics. If you're donating to charity in private, something that is not publicized or as being part of your business, and it's not directly tied to any real estate transactions, then your risk of running afoul of any legal or regulatory issues are very slim. There is a public policy benefit to allowing for charitable giving. However, if you advertise your charitable donations as part of your business or tie them to real estate transactions, you're going to want to make sure you are not violating any federal or Virginia rules or regulations. I mean, even if you're just posting on Facebook routinely about, look at all the service I'm doing or things like that, that could be getting tied back into your business. Yeah, there is no black and white line between a business professional life and a personal life for a realtor. Oh, absolutely. So federal and Virginia fair housing law, in addition to the code of ethics, prohibits certain discriminatory practices. Under federal law, just as a quick review, there's seven protected classes, race, which is obviously a group of people united based on a common history, nationality, or geography, color, which is the color of one's skin, religion, gender, national origin, which is a person or their ancestor's country of birth, familial status, this one's often confused, it's an individual under age 18 who lives with a parent or guardian or pregnant women or anyone about to obtain custody of someone under 18. Right, and you're right, that is one that gets confused. I had somebody at one point ask me if that meant 
you're married or single or divorced or widowed or no right uh, and that includes adoption so if you're in the process of adoption that's also included yep uh, and disability so that's an individual with a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more of a person's major life activities having a record of such impairment or being regarded as having such an impairment so even if you don't have the impairment but everybody thinks you're blind as a bet would that count possibly possibly Virginia Fair Housing Law adds an additional protected class, which is elderliness. We had nothing to do with writing this legislation, but elderliness is anyone age 55 or older. I know some really spry 55-year-olds. <laughs> and for realtors, Article 10 of the Code of Ethics prohibits discrimination against sexual orientation and gender, gender identity. And that's in addition to the other seven, because those are also listed in the Code of Ethics. Correct. So at the end of the day, a Virginia realtor has 10 categories of protected classes. Right. Discrimination under the Fair Housing Act can include printing or publishing any statement or advertisement with language that indicates a preference, limitation, or discrimination on the basis of a protected class. So Erin, what does this mean for charitable giving? Well, if you're volunteering or donating to an organization and publicizing that as part of your business... Your advertisement may indicate a preference or discrimination on the basis of a protected class. So it's important to keep that in mind when deciding whether to use your charitable activities as part of your marketing plan. Right. So if it's a charity that's very, very well known to be tied to maybe a particular religion, then don't, you know, advertising that that's who you donate to may cause somebody to feel like you are you would not be as willing to work with them if they didn't belong to that same religion. That is something you would definitely want to run by a second pair of eyes, preferably someone with a good experience in fair housing law. Right. The other law you really want to be aware of is RESPA, the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act. So RESPA requires certain disclosure on financial documents at closing for consumers and also prohibits kickbacks or referral fees to settlement service providers which is incredibly broadly defined and typically is anyone who is incidental to a real estate transaction. Including realtors. Including realtors, including home inspectors. I mean, you name it, it's possible that they are going to fall under that. It specifically applies to loans secured with a federally backed mortgage on one to four family residential properties. And you want to make sure that you are not providing any false information on the closing disclosure. It used to be called the HUD one, but we, it's now the closing disclosure which is the financial breakdown of the settlement funds or engaging in any kickbacks or referral fees to settlement service providers. So most uh, transactions that we see are secured with a federally backed mortgage. This is tied to residential property, so that's one to four units. Right, so if it's bank of mom and dad, that's one thing. If it's all cash, probably not gonna, you're not gonna fall under RESPA, but most other mortgages are gonna be under RESPA. Now, again, we're talking about risks associated with tying charitable giving to your real estate transactions. This is not situations in which you annually donate a portion of your earnings to charity. So it would be if I said I give, you know, X number of dollars or X percent of my commission from every transaction versus every year I donate money to, right? Correct. And it's still unlikely that in this situation you would violate RESPA. It's unlikely that a charity is also a settlement service provider, but it's important to make sure that the information completed on the settlement statement is accurate, specifically the amount in the real estate broker fees section, and that will really depend on how you structure your donation and whether your client is a party to that or not. Right. So let's take it to the legal hotline. Let's do it. As part of an advertising campaign, I am promoting my local volunteer work with a church group. 
on the advertisement, it is not overtly religious, but it does include the Christian fish symbol. Are there any risks with doing that? So it sounds like in this question that the caller is uh, perhaps using the logo from the church in their advertisements. And so the Christian fish is a part of that. Right. So while we commend your volunteer work with the community, there may be a concern with using that in the advertising campaign. Under fair housing guidelines in Virginia, the Virginia Code states that the use of words or symbols associated with a particular religion, national origin, sex, or race shall be prima facie evidence of an illegal preference under this chapter, which shall not be overcome by a general disclaimer. However, reference alone to places of worship, including but not limited to churches, synagogues, temples, or mosques, in any such notice, statement, or advertisement, shall not be prima facie evidence of an illegal preference. So let's break that down a little bit. Yeah, that was a lot of legalese. Let's start with prima facie. So prima facie really just means on the face. We don't have to look any further than what is on that piece of paper. So intent is not necessary. Absolutely. You do not have to have any intent when we're dealing with something that's prima facie. So the other thing that, you know, what we said is the use of a word or symbol. So in this case, the Christian fish symbol and that's something associated with a particular religion, will be absolutely just on its face evidence of an illegal preference under the chapter, and it can't be overcome by a general disclaimer, including the fair housing logo or saying something about we treat all people honestly or we treat everyone equally, all those types of things is not going to be enough to overcome that. Answer in this situation? I I would say that it's probably not a great idea. This is definitely going to be risky. And it may be prudent to separate your real estate advertising campaign from the volunteer activities that you take part in or look to advertising that does not reference even in symbol only religious activities. You can say that you donate to charities, period, without going into which specific ones. So Aaron, can I require my agents to partake in volunteer activities or to donate a certain percentage of their commission to charity? Well, pursuant to federal regulations, when an employer directs an employee to volunteer, that time is compensable. The regulation specifically states time spent in work for public or charitable purposes at the employer's request or under his direction or control or while the employee is required to be on the premises is work time. However, time spent voluntarily in such activities outside of the employee's normal working hours is not hours worked. So basically, if it's a we're going to do a river cleanup, come if you want to versus we're doing a river cleanup, nobody goes to the office today, everybody reports to the park. Right. And of course, most agents are not employees, they are independent contractors, so it is a little bit different. And while it would certainly be within your discretion to encourage your agents to participate in charitable events, either by volunteering their time or making a monetary donation, you really cannot require your independent contractors to partake in volunteer activities or donate money. Next question. Can I donate a percentage of my commission to the nonprofit or charity of my client's choice and reduce my commission accordingly? Well, it may depend on your plan, and ultimately you should seek legal advice from an attorney who is familiar with RESPA and the Virginia law. The two risky points are whether you would be violating RESPA or Virginia law. As discussed earlier, you want to make sure that you are not providing any false information on the closing disclosure, which is that financial breakdown of the settlement funds, or engaging in any kickbacks or referral fee schemes with settlement service providers. In addition, it is considered improper brokerage commission under Virginia law to offer to pay or actually pay a transaction-based fee, fees, or other valuable consideration to any person not licensed in this or any jurisdiction for services that require a real estate license. 
This doesn't seem to be a referral relationship subject to RESPA, nor is it necessarily a transaction-based fee for services. However, you still want to consult an attorney to make sure that your plan fully conforms to the letter of the law. Especially right now where the RESPA climate is so uncertain and we're really not going to know the specific parameters of RESPA until, you know, the current cases get through the court system. Absolutely. The, the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, has has really started going after RESPA violations and expanding the scope of RESPA in a lot of ways. So Virginia Realtors is in its third year of sponsoring Homes for Our Troops, and our members have given over $115,000 since 2015. And that's just to that one charity. We're not talking about other. Right. And we find it a great opportunity to advocate for housing opportunities and community enhancement. And we also know that realtors take on their own personal causes and are dedicated to improving the communities around them. We hope that on this Giving Tuesday, you'll consider donating to a cause that is near and dear to your heart, like Homes for Our Troops is to ours. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in so you can see the page. Thanks, everyone. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis to make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.